This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. You know, I would love to say I was surprised, but I really wasn't. We'll talk about it next. That's the number to join our conversation on ESPN New York tonight. Along with Brian the Brain and Jake the Snake, we're here until midnight. Also, hit us up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. We'll ride with you until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Hello, Mr. Damer. Larry, you know, last night we didn't take too many phone calls. I am predicting that we will take more phone calls tonight. I'm guessing that as the show goes along, Nick fan, maybe, maybe they've just been they've just been so beaten down that they've just kind of thrown in the chips. But tonight, it's it's amazing. The Knicks are consistent every single time they go out and they have their worst loss of the season. They should sponsor it at this point. They should. They should. <laughs> it, it's uh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it is. Gordon, what did I text you? I texted you early. Yeah. I told you. Well, you, I, 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 I sent you right back. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were simpatico as always, my friend. You said, to, I, th- I think you said something like they're going to score 12 points. Remember this big lead when they, they scored 12 points in the fourth. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, I, I said, I, knowing the way they go, I wouldn't be surprised if they get shut out in the third. <laughs> and, and then, and you, and, and then was, you text again to say, yeah. have they scored in the third Have they yet? scored yet in the third? <laughs> I think it was 18-6 or something like yeah, that. It didn't exactly. feel like they had scored in the third. Exactly. But. I mean, you know what, Gordon? There's really – Gordon, to be honest, there's not much to say. No. You saw it right there. We could we could pick it apart. We could talk about, you know, bad shot selects. I mean, we can analyze it. If you folks want to analyze it, we can analyze it. I don't have a problem with that. We can analyze We could break it down. But, Gordon, I just have to say, people, I heard it on the K-Show today. We've talked about it. This has not been a good year defensively for Tom Thibodeau. This has not been a good year. Gordon, you cannot let Cam Thomas continue to beat you on the same pick and roll play over and over again. Over and over again every time down court. You can't even Van Gundy's telling you what to do on the sideline. He's calling the game like, you know what they really should do? They should really switch that. So you ugh, come on, you're a defensive guy. That's all I'm going to say, Gordon. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you take a look at the Nets, then you think, oh, well, you know, they lost the Nets. The Nets are much better. No, they're they're not. The Nets Nets are not the Nets right now. The Knicks got beat tonight by Andre Drummond. The Knicks got beat tonight by LaMarcus Aldridge and and Seth Curry to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And they got beat tonight by Cam Thomas hitting shots from, from way downtown. I mean, that was as bad a loss as you can have. And you're right. It felt... It felt inevitable when it was going on, like you could see it coming from a mile away, like when you're in a car crash and it's the, everything slows down. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. It was inevitable, but yet it's somehow still incredible. The fact that they still find – I went back and looked, Larry, in their last seven or eight games. Their win probabilities – in Portland, it was 97%. 97% of the time, a team in the Knicks position would win that game. They lost the game. 
Tonight, it was 97% again, and they lost the game. Against Oklahoma City, it was 95%, and they lost the game. Like, you shouldn't have those three losses in a season. You shouldn't be losing games where you have a win probability in the the mid to high 90 percentile. And the Knicks have done it in the last month. (laughs) I know. It's incredible. It is. And it's, it's... It's unbelievable to watch. I I have a question for you. Yes, go ahead. So this is uh, tomorrow night is our last show for the week. Mm -hmm. Next week I go on vacation. Mm -hmm. By the time I come back. You'll be coaching the Knicks. You won't be back. You'll be the Knicks. You'll be coaching. You'll be doing the be show. Like after. that scene in Major League where they call up Lou Brown to see if he wants to manage the Indians. Exactly. I don't know. You'll be coaching. You'll yeah. finish the game. It'll be somebody else. It'll be somebody else. It might be. It, it might be. be Mike Greenberg. He's everywhere. I mean, that guy. Yeah, does is. that guy ever sleep? What? How does no, he get he through doing all these things? I don't know. I don't. Um, is Carlin doing his show tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> that might be how. That's right. That might be how. <laughs> Maybe Carlin's working tomorrow instead of him. That might, that might be the That's reason. A possibility. But I got to tell you, you know, with all the thought process of, you know, well, he'll finish out the year. This To have those, as you chronicled, those type of blown oh leads God. consistently. Oh, you know, Gordon, we're talking two weeks. Within two weeks' time, less than two weeks' time, it's not easy to do. It, and it tonight, is not easy to do. And tonight with the owner sitting, sitting front and center. Yes. That's right. And he wasn't smiling. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> he wasn't smiling. He, he hadn't looked like this since, well, never mind. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Talking to you. At 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, I got to say this before we get to the calls. I know how we joke about Brooklyn Net fans and how they're very quiet and there's not many of them. Mm. Gordon, you could hear them shouting Brooklyn in the garden. Yeah, well, it wasn't like any of the Knicks fans had anything to shout about. <laughs> exactly. <I> mean, <laughs> when they're sitting on their hands, yeah, you can hear them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But, you know, I mean... They've had closer games than this, and you didn't hear them. They were, oh my they were very vocal tonight. I mean, they, they were quiet in the first half, but they yeah. were very vocal in the final five minutes. And it, it is just, it's just amazing, Gordon, because you just see this team in the fourth quarter. You see them tighten up, don't you? You see them, they're, they're moving, they're pushing the basketball, and you see them just, uh-oh, we're going to lose the lead. Okay, let, let's slow it down. Let's slow that. No, that you you always continue to do what you did to get the lead. You continue to push the basketball. You had them on their heels. You have to get into a transition thing. You can't, Gordon. You can't play slow. Haven't you figured that out? <laughs> yeah, you would think that they would realize this by now. It's bad because they don't have a they don't have somebody directing their offense. Yep, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's just it's it's oh, they're brutal. I mean, th- but this was as predictable as it could be, right? The, the the Knicks come out and they hit, what was it, the first six three-pointers they had. They race out to a 20-point lead right away. The Nets were like one of, of 15 from behind the arc to start the game or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. And you just knew. You just knew the yep. Knicks aren't going to stay this hot. 
Now, you hope that maybe they would be able to make a couple of plays. But, you know, it's almost like the Knicks blew this game twice. Yes, they did. Because they had the big lead. It got, it got shortened down. I don't remember what it got to, but then they started hitting some shots. They built it back up, and then they lost it again. I mean, I, it's unbelievable. It's well, unbelievable, you know what but yet it's predictable. You know what happened, Gordon? Uh, it was Emmanuel quickly finally found his shot a little bit. A little and bit. So he brought he kept he got them some consistent shots when the offense struggled in the third, and then they took the hit and extended the lead. And but you know Van Gundy called it that the start of the third, just what normally happens. It's happened all year. The starters didn't bring anything to the table to start the third quarter. They didn't. They used everything. Everything they all the energy they used up in the first half. It's okay. We got them. We're good. We just have to you know tread water in the second half. Yeah. Right. Now nine games under five hundred. This and this dropping. It, oh, like a stone, like a stone over an off an overpass. I mean, they are dropping as fast as you can as you can play them. Yep, it's bad. All right, let's go to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. People together tonight. <laughs> you know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll pay off on uh, promo code Gordon with more yep. calls. We'll yep. pay off. Uh, stretches in Yonkers. Stretch, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. How you guys doing, Larry Gordon? Uh, I've spoken to you guys uh, uh, once before, and actually it was a good number of years ago, but it was also about the Knicks. And I listened to ESPN from Rick and Dave in the morning all the way up to you guys in the evening when I can catch you. Thank you. Um, but here's my question. Here's my thing, all right? I'm a Jets fan, so I kind of get oh. it, but I'm also a Yankees fan and a Rangers fan, so I, I just don't understand. Could you guys please tell me? You're the experts. I can barely, I've been watching sports my whole life, but you guys got the numbers. I'm no expert. Can you tell me, please, why are, why does it suck so bad? That's really the, the main question, but the way, why I point it like that is why are they the junior team in New York? Why oh. is it that the Nets can come from New Jersey? And come to Brooklyn, not even represent all of New York. Just go to Brooklyn, and they get the stars. They get the hardest. They get the good trades. They get the Kyries, the Durants, and stuff like that. When Why is it the Knicks are the junior franchise in this town when the Knicks are the storied franchise in this town? We're talking Manhattan, Midtown, like down the street is Times Squares. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You talk about clout in an area, and... and, and they carry themselves with, oh, this is like, you know, type of thing. And people make excuses for them. Oh, they just need a point guard. Oh, they just need a point guard. Like, but why do you think that this isn't happening? Why do you think the trades don't come here? All we need is a point guard. Then we would be back here. We wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be talking about how we're going to coast getting into the postseason. We should be talking about where we were from last year. Why is it that? You, you get what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's I do, Stretch. Thing. Can you please answer my question? Well, Stretch, here, here's, I'll, I'll, I'll give you two things. The first one to answer your question is what? why do the Knicks suck so bad? It would take us a, a week-long series to count, to give you all the things. All right, that's number one. Number two, uh, number two why, don't, why, why, why don't players want to come here? Stretch, would you come here and play for the Knicks? That's this is actually, that's exactly my point. Why would someone come here when you don't have it's a junior here. team? Yeah, you don't have exactly. Even if, even I mean, even, have, even the if Mets they did, guys, them. Mm-hmm. the Mets can sign guys better than them. The Islanders, like you know, I'm a Rangers fan, but I, but I I can see the Islanders got more actually can win games. I don't even know how they're really doing this season, but they can rough up on the Rangers when they want to. Sometimes, you know, you get what I'm yeah. saying. 
You know, it's it's a thing. They, they can close the game. All right, just last example, but it, it's amazing. It's like yin and yang when you talk about the Garden because just the other night, the night yesterday this was, when they're playing Boston, you mm-hmm. went, you, you find a way to get it done, even if it's the yeah. shootout. You come back from behind, you, you know, you're playing games, you're playing with grit, go through two whole periods, and now it goes down, go through overtime. Now you're looking at a situation where it's do or die, and for some reason the Rangers seem to be able to get it done. But the junior teams in New York, they can't get it done. And I don't understand why those junior teams, like why the Knicks is that team when they're well, the story I'll tell franchise. you this, Stretch. I hear what you're saying. Here, and thanks man. for the phone call. We got to run. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, it's very simple, Gordon. They keep making the wrong decisions. They yeah. keep hiring the wrong people, no, and they keep picking the wrong players. That's it. Yeah, and and for a franchise that's had basically one winning season, one winning season in the last decade, you would think that by being in the lottery as much as they have been, that they'd be far better set up, but they're just not a very talented team. And I think that at least for this portion, right, like as you said, we could go and, and do a week of shows on why the Knicks <laughs> find themselves in the positions they do. It all just depends on what time frame you want to use, right? Like, how far do you want to go back? Mm -hmm. I think the reason why they're in the position they're in right now is because they decided, again, not to rebuild the right way. That's the Mm -hmm. reason that they found. And look, they came in, this regime came in, Leon Rose came in and gave you the idea that, you know what, we know better. We know what we're doing. We're going to get this turned around, and last year, it looked like they did. Maybe they did know what they were doing, right? They get the, the big winning streak at the end of the year. They're the four seed. They exceed every single expectation. And now we got to see over the passage of time that that was all fool's gold. That was th- this, is the Knicks, this is who the Knicks are. Mm-hmm. There might be a little bit better than this, right? Like if they – I know everybody's going to hammer Tibbs when we talk to people, but if they had a different coach, yeah, maybe they'd be a little bit better. But this is essentially who they are. They're not a good team. Nope. And and until they decide to, you know what, we have to kind of stick it out. We got to rebuild this thing from scratch. This is, I think, this, I think this is the way they're going to find themselves. Because again, why would some free agent come here and save you from yourself when you can't save yourself? No, doesn't make sense. I'm, you know, uh, just for a second, I'm looking at Anthony Davis being helped off the floor. He's holding his, not putting any weight on his right leg. This guy has had so many injuries, Gordon. Every time you turn around, when he goes down, you just like, uh-oh, you have a feeling. And he went down. Oh, he he came down on Rudy Gobert's sneaker, mm-hmm. and his ankle did a 45-degree turn. Oh. It is not supposed to do that. No. It's not supposed to do that. So, And he was writhing in pain. So I would say LeBron, he's done for the year, I would say. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, his history is not great, right? It's not I good. Mean, he, he, even when he doesn't doesn't seem like it's a big thing, he misses a lot of time. So if it is yeah. a big thing, you have to assume he's going to miss a lot of time. Absolutely. We'll keep you updated as soon as we have anything. Sean's in the Bronx. Hey, Sean, you're next on 98.7. Hello. How you doing? Good. Sean. Um, I'm just uh... – I'm just hurting right now, man. I'm really, really hurting right now from what I saw tonight. It's just it's just very difficult to watch this team right now. And um I just it just it just really hurts. What really hurts about this team and what's been going on lately 
is that we just don't like we we don't draft right. We don't never draft a player that turns into an all star that we can call our own. We always got to look for other teams' best players because we don't draft right. Why did Tom Thibodeau have R.J. Barrett late man in that game? And he's hurt. He could have been out there tonight. I mean, it's, it's just this is just really, really painful. Tom Thibodeau. I mean, I, I, I respect him as a coach and I love him, but how is this team not playing? How is this team playing like this? This is not mixed basketball. And Tom Thibodeau got to take some type of responsibility for this. And and what what really hurts also is that um, look at the two teams that was in the finals last year. It was Phoenix and Milwaukee. Like, come on. Like, we've never seen that. I'm not used to seeing no Phoenix and Milwaukee in the, in the finals. It's supposed to be Lakers and Knicks and Bulls and Pacers. Why and is it supposed the- to be the Knicks? Why is it supposed yeah. to be the Knicks? Yeah. I mean, like, I understand as a fan you have to be disappointed because last year you thought that it was the start of something, and clearly it was the start of nothing. It was just a nice, enjoyable season that was a complete mirage. But, like, what, what were you expecting? Yeah, you weren't expecting even, – even as well as they played last year, they were not – even with the changes they made, they weren't – if all these changes had worked out, they were still not going to be a championship team. No. They still needed more work. And it was – the game plan was supposed to be a gradual build. And so now, Gordon, here, here's the situation for Leon Rose and, and World Wide West right now and Scott Perry. Okay, they now have to go back and redo that whole game plan. Gordon, they got to throw what they did out the window. They got to find a way. They got to find a way, once again, in this offseason, are they going to get rid of Fournier? Are they going to get rid of uh, Kemba Walker? Are they going to get rid of Julius Randle? And what can they get? For, are they going to get rid of Mitchell Robinson, or are they going to sign him? They have to make a decision on the, on the deals that they have already made, okay, the players that are already on this team, and say, okay, you know what? We thought this was going to work. Guess what? It didn't work. So now we got to scrap this. And the question is, and, I, and I'll disagree with Sean in a sense, in that I think they've drafted pretty well. I, the I last was going to say the exact same thing. Yep, absolutely. You know, I think I think the draft the draft has been their strong suit. Really, mm-hmm. it's been the free agency oh, that's free killed. Agency them. Was a disaster. You know, I mean, so the off I think, season there was a disaster. Exactly. So Gordon, I think from the way they've drafted, they're on the right track drafting wise. Uh, it's been the free agents, so they have to get rid of these. Get, get rid of Randall. They have to get rid of Fournier. They got to get rid of Kemba Walker. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if, if if Mr. Dolan will allow them to eat some cash or do whatever. And they got to probably trade, which they don't want to do, some of their you know future draft choices. And they're going to have to revamp this team. And they're going to have to make a decision: Are they building this team around R.J. Barrett? Is that what they're doing? Or Gordon, do they say, you know what? While R.J.'s playing this, while we're seeing him rise, maybe we should move him too. That's the decisions they've got to make. Yeah, they they have to go back to um, the idea of nothing should be off the table. Yep. Yep. And 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 you know what? I mean, the only thing I will say about the drafting is Toppin was the wrong pick because they're not playing the guy. We don't know if he. It should have been Halliburton. That would have been the better move. Uh, but they decided to go with Toppin. But I like uh, I like Grimes. I mm-hmm. like uh, McBride. Look when you get to see him. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, you, you take when they thing for Leon Rose though when he's gotten things wrong, he's gotten them really wrong. Yeah, 
I mean, the coach, it looks like they completely botched it. Yep. I mean, you got one good season out of it, and now he just looks like the wrong coach for where this team is at and where what the focus for this team should be. The the moves that they made in the offseason between Fournier and Kemba, they've been disasters. When he gets things wrong, man, he gets things really wrong. It's almost like uh, you have to go back and look now at Thibodeau, and it's almost like we, we need to get to the postseason this year. Okay, what can we do? to get to the postseason in an expanded postseason, right, Gordon, where you got the play-in game, where you have under this format, we have to be able to get into this format so we can get some money and extend because I'm tired of, of my building being dark with the exception of the Rangers past May. Okay, I'm, I'm tired of it. So this is what I need done. And he, that, he fulfilled that. And then the role was, okay, now let's build upon this and they made two horrible moves free agent-wise. Listen, people make mistakes free agency. They're not the first team to do it, Gordon, and they won't be the last. It's just that it's so bad. They didn't hit on either of them. Okay, if you make one and miss one, well, it's 500. That happens. If Fournier, and, and here's the crazy thing, Gordon. Over the past couple of weeks, Fournier's not played bad. I mean, you would, I would take this Fournier, this Fournier, the way he was, where he's been these past couple of weeks, I would take him. If I had him like that earlier in the season, maybe I've got some more wins. I don't know whether they, they were yielding to Randall. I don't know what's going on in that locker room. But I tell you, uh, after this season, it's all got to change because nothing has worked. Nothing. It's got to go. Yeah. Uh, and, and and this offseason should have been one of the easier offseasons in that you were just kind of looking to add some talent to a, a roster that's just not very talented. Yep. And, and you and you struck. You took two big swings, and you completely missed. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were saying, "Well, we have to have this specific guy. We just got to get better, kind of overall, and kind of build this up. Maybe we regress a little bit this 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 season. Uh, we're not the four seed, but this the whole roof is caved in. I mean, the roof is caved in. The the walls are on fire. Uh, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's as bad as you can get. I mean, I, I don't know what. And it doesn't seem like what are they lost now? Sixteen of nineteen. Yeah, something's got to be sixteen of nineteen. I mean, that is that's like David Fisdale bad. Yeah, it is. I mean, at this point, I would have rather that they said, "Forget Kimba, let's let's give one of these kids a try. Either let's elevate quickly to the point guard and let him work with Derrick Rose to learn the point guard spot, or listen, we got this this kid, this shooter kid Grimes. Let's see what he can do. I would have rather them to do something like that than to waste the money they spent." on Kimber Walker and put him in the spot where Gordon, he can't even play in the fourth quarter. No. You're paying him all this money as your starting point guard. He doesn't come on the floor. You don't see him sometimes after the third quarter, if he starts the third. You don't even see him. And they still have Alec, Alec Burks in the spot oh running the offense, which, mean, which doesn't work. No. I mean, how many times do we have to see that before we, we – I mean, it doesn't work. He, he said it perfectly. I mean, how many games do we have to see that? He's not a point guard. He's not. And it takes away from his offense because he's busy dribbling. It takes away from it. It's ESPN New York tonight on 9870 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to the phones. Jan is in Yonkers. Hey, Jan, you're next on 98.7. Hello. How are you all doing? Right, Great. Jan, We're doing fantastic, well, Jan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, I remember as a little girl growing up, my mother was playing 
Nancy Wilson, one of my favorite singers, God rest her soul. And I remember two words that she said in this song that she sang. It's over. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know what to say. There's really not much to say. I don't know why Deuce McBride is sitting on the bench. And another thing that really got me mad is when I saw Bruce Brown, after he made a shot, take a bow in front of the next bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing much more to say. I think they should shake things up. I don't know why Tom doesn't want to play some of those young guys on the bench more often. It's I'm really hurting right now. My Nick's heart is broken. Thank you for taking my call. Have a good night, guys. Hi, Jen. Hang you in know there. what Jan's saying about shake things up? It, it's like that scene in The Office where Michael takes his, his business uh, numbers to an accountant and he doesn't like him. He says, you know what? Crunch the numbers again. Mm-hmm. Shake things up. It, you can fire Tibbs tonight. Yep. It's not going to get any better. No. It's not going to get it. This is, and this is, not, this is not sexy. But mm-hmm. the, the, the plan forward, the, the path forward is you've got to go back to square one. And that means, yes, you have to be in the lottery this year again. Yep. And I know we all thought that we were past this. We're not past it. We're back at square one again. And it goes back to, I think, picking the wrong coach. They have to look towards rather than when they do it again, because it's, it, if it's tonight, if it's tomorrow, if it's next week, they're going to be changing the coach. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not turning around anytime soon. Nope. They have to take a long-term view. It can't be about the short term. It can't be about, hey, let's get in the playoffs next year and establish this. It's about a long-term view where you're looking at assets, using your cap space to bring on assets that give you future picks, take on a bad contract, get future picks. And I like what they've done in the draft primarily. And mm-hmm. maybe if you get a little lucky for once in a while with the lottery balls, things will happen faster than, than maybe than it's been in the past. But that's what they got to do. They got to go back. They're back at the drawing board, man. It's pretty they clear. They are. They, 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 it's almost like last year didn't happen. It's like last season didn't happen. Oh, it's, a, it was a, it's like a dream that you woke up yeah. from. Yep, it is. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. My guys, what's going on, Tim? Oh, look at this guy. He is so happy. You know what? You know what? I have just, I have in my own mind, have come to the realization that Buddha is a verified Nick hater. <laughs> wow. Verif- <laughs> Listen to him. Verified to Nick hater. Yes, that is Buddha. He is a verified Nick hater. Listen to the smile he has on. You're going too far. I'm not happy that they lost. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I can hear it. Stop it. I'm just listening to the comments. Verified Knicks hater. What the fans are saying. You know, go ahead. That's nice, but you know what's It's true. You know, don't listen to us. Anyway. (laughs) Mrs. Buddha just sold him out. (laughs) Yeah, she's horrible. She's a horror show. She's like a Vincent Price, Bella Lugosi, (laughs) Boris Karloff, all wrapped in one. You know, similar to the Knicks. But anyway. You know, Julius Randle, I mean, have you ever seen anybody with more insignificant 30-point games mm-hmm. in the history of New York basketball? Come on, man. I'm not happy the Knicks lost. The only thing I get, like, a smile on my face that makes me chuckle is when we spoke, I just spoke to y'all about this, what, 
six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. I've called every show here, and it's been like, they can't do this. They can't give up. Give up on what? Give up on what? You know, it, it, it's like a Tibbs press conference. All you're waiting for is the word tough. <laughs> it's, it's coming at some point. <laughs> well, you know, this, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to play more tough. We got to be more tough. You don't have talent. Mm-hmm. Tough is fine, but if you don't have players, listen, the Knicks lost to the Nets. They, they didn't have Durant. They didn't have Irvin. Uh, James Harden is no longer on the team. Ben Simmons is not mentally ready to play yet. And you, you like, come on, you are up 20-something. Listen here. The best thing in the world, I keep telling y'all, is for this to happen. You got to bottom out. Tibbs, it's been a blast. Uh, hula hula from Plastic Man. Hang, hang loose, dude. It's over. Julius Randle, he cannot come back on this team next year. Just for the simple fact of you got to give the fans their pound of flesh. Somebody's got to pay for this, man. You know, and um, last thing I'm going to say is this. And what I really was laughing about, to be quite honest with you, it had nothing to do with any of that stuff. But, and Gordon, and I know you work with him, and I know he's your, 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 um, your co-worker at the station. You know, I got in the car at the end of the Knicks game, and I'm listening to Dan Grosser, and the Knicks postgame is eerily similar to the Jets postgame. Um, the positives were, what, what the hell are you talking about, yo? This is bad basketball. This is bad football. You lose credibility as a journalist when you try to paint it as anything else but such. Come on. We're all adults here, man. Like, stop, man. <laughs> the positives. <laughs> right, but he's not a verified Nick hater. Right. I, I mean, come on. I present the case to you, the audience. The jury will be back before lunch. Uh, they're, not, they're not even leaving. No, they don't even need, we don't even need lunch. We'll take lunch at home. We'll wrap this up with exactly. the next show of hands in the jury oh. box. Mr. and Mrs. Buddha, get home safe. Man. Thanks for the phone call. All right, take care. But I'll say this, Gordon. Even with a lack of talent, no, they should be playing. There's better. no way that you yeah. give up a 28 point lead. No, that's uh, that's ridiculous. There's no way, even with and the that, lack of talent. And we yeah. know they don't have great. We know there's no superstar. There's no Batman, Robin, Riddler, and was some Riddler and Joker on here. But there's no Batman, no Robin. Okay, we get that. But Gordon, there's no way that you consistently. This is history. No, t- I, I bet you we go to ESPN stats and, and, and info. They will tell you that no team has ever done this before. When you lose three 20 plus point leads in a week. Gordon, yeah, it doesn't happen. Crazy. And here's the thing. You can fire Tibbs. Go right ahead. I mean, it looks like it's going to happen. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Mm-hmm. I realize the reasons it's going to happen. I didn't think he was the right hire at the time when they made the hire. Yeah. But that ain't fixing anything, man. No, There's nobody coming here that's going to take this Knicks team back to where they were last year. That was a mirage. Yeah. You could run the simulations a hundred times, a thousand times. It's not going to happen again because they're not that talented of a team. So this idea that the Knicks have to find their pound of flesh for fans, no, 
They have to start making smart deals, what's best for the long term for the organization. That's what they have. That's the path forward rather than the short-term quick fix where it feels like that was the move with Tibbs. The Tibbs move was to, hey, come in, grind blood out of a stone, and get us into the playoffs and give us some credibility because things have been so bad. And that, that, that path worked last year. It had a very short – I mean, avocados have a, uh, have a longer shelf life than that. <laughs> But I will say this. I will agree with Buddha. Somebody's going to pay. Oh, yeah. And, no, there's no and, question. And you know course. what? Uh, it's going to be somebody in that front office, Gordon. I don't know if it's going to be the GM. I don't know if it's going to be the president so. right away. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be the president right away. But I think it's going to be the coach. Uh, in the line of fire, it's going to be the coach first. Line of fire is going to be the coach. Line of fire is going to be some players. But, I mean, listen, let me ask you this. If they have to make changes with what they've done, do you trust the current folks to do that? to make the right moves, to make the right signings? Well, not in free agency. I like what they've done in the draft. I think the draft has been better. Uh, they have, You know, again, it kind of goes back to – we brought this up uh, last week. When they made the, the Porzingis deal, they mm-hmm. didn't get anything in the now for right. Porzingis. They got the future assets. So Grimes was part of that deal, but he's just a rookie now. So you've lost that development time of getting a piece at that time – that kind of would have buoyed the, the overall talent base on your roster. You traded away your best player at the time, and you got future assets. You got cap space. You didn't do anything with the cap space. You got a draft pick, which was a couple of years down the road. That, that has a, there's a reason that, that there's a price to pay for that. Yeah. You're going to have to just – it takes time for, these, for, for Grimes to become, you know, what he's going to become as an NBA player. But that's one of the reasons why the talent deficit is so great. And that – make no mistake – Scream about Tibbs. Scream about Randall. The overall number one problem with the Knicks is they don't have enough talent. Yep. It's bottom line. And the talent they have, not so good. Not so good. Yeah, they got some pieces. You know, they got some guys who, if they had like a real number one, all those guys would look bad. You know, if you could, not that these guys grow on trees. Kevin Durant makes everybody better. Yes, he does. If you had Kevin Durant on this roster, all of a sudden the guys that you have on this team, you'd say, well, you know what? It would almost boost everybody up a couple of points because that's what a superstar does. Yep. The Knicks don't have that superstar. No, they don't. And I don't see one walking through that door. No. <laughs> no time like soon. soon no. Uh-uh. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, we, you know, we just talked about that. You know, obviously you're doing a lot of good things to build those leads. And then how do you play with the lead? You know, you, you have to play tough with a lead. And so, you know, we didn't do that. There you go, Buddha. You verified Nick Hader. You said he was, you're waiting for him to say play tough. There you go. Tom Thibodeau on the Nick loss tonight. CSPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Freddie and Bits at the top of the hour. Going before we get back to the phones, here's uh, Tibbs on the loss. Nothing good. Uh, we started the third quarter slowly. Lead went away right away. And then, uh, you know, obviously the fourth quarter is different. We didn't play well. 38 to 19, badly out rebounded, ball going anywhere, second, third shots. So you get a big lead. You got to play tough with a lead. You have to understand how to play with a lead. So we haven't done that. We haven't done that well. You know, Gordon, while, while we talk about it and, and we really. Jump on them. We'll get to the phones in a second. I promise a bunch of you want to talk. But, but while we talk so much about Fournier and Kimba, you know what? This Nerlens Noel deal has not helped them out at all. He has, has hardly been available. 
And so you look at the situation, why did Drummond get 18 rebounds? Well, part of it is because Robinson got in foul trouble and Taj Gibson's trying to trying to deal with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was it was him. It was uh, Drummond eating them up. So uh, it was not. You know, you might look at the, the 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 line score and see Brooklyn Nets, but it really wasn't the Brooklyn Nets that you you've come to expect. It's it was Drummond tonight. It was Seth Curry hitting some wide open shots. It was Lamarcus Aldridge doing it, and then of course it was uh, Cam Thomas with with big shot after big shot, and it was. It seems obvious when it's happening. Like, okay, here comes Cam Thomas again. He's going to do the, the pick and roll, and he's going to be wide open. And, and every time it happened, and he hit a bunch of them. He hit a bunch of shots down the stretch, but the Knicks did not have any answers. None. Bruce is in Flushing. He's next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Um, this is what I would do. Fire Thibodeau tomorrow morning, and, and, and Gore's going to say, well, what's the big deal? Here's why you do it. We all agree that this guy is going to get fired at the end of the year, correct? Well, I mean, they'd have to turn it around at some point. But, yeah, if it keeps going like this, yes, he's going to get fired at some point. Okay. Second, another reason why you fire him, by him being there, he is not playing the players he should be playing. Toppin should be playing. Um, Reddish should be playing. Quigley should be playing. Uh, the other guard should be playing. So you, he's preventing to see how the kids are playing, and that's what you really need to do in the second half, to see what these kids are. So, um, and, if I'm, and if I'm Nick Management, that's what, that's what you need to do. Because, and also, he brought on Tibbs because, quote-unquote, he's a defensive coach. Correct me if I'm wrong. Have we, didn't we lose 25 um, games in the fourth quarter with leads? So what's the hit, what is the positive thing that he brings to the team? He's not doing it. So why should he be there because of that and because of the negatives I spoke before? He has to go free the guys off the bench. Let us learn how the kids are playing, and then we work what happens in the offseason. And let's not forget about the Nick front office because they made mistakes. They instead of getting Rogier, they got Fournier. Big bad problem. Everybody knew um, um, that um, the guard had bad knees. That he didn't play in Boston last year. So why, if, if the Nick front office is so tuned in around the league, shouldn't the Nick front office have known that? So the front office gets their share of blame, but somebody has to stay on this team. Not going to fire everybody. So Tibbs goes, and you move forward. Agree or disagree? Well, Bruce, I think, and thanks for the phone call, I think that's going to happen, obviously, as Gordon mentioned. If, if the season continues like this, I mean, you have no choice. You've lost 16 you to 19 games. I mean, you can't bring him back. No. I mean, and, and, and guess what? And it's not, an easy, it's not an easy schedule when they get back from the All-Star break. Now, of co- hopefully, Gordon, hopefully, uh, you know, Derrick Rose comes back and maybe they have a shot to play decent and win a couple of games. But personally, at this, at this point, I hope they continue to lose. I, I want that I want the number lottery. one lottery pick. That's yeah, what I, I want. I, I want as high a lottery pick because I need to get an infusion of talent. And, and look, uh, to me, part of it is like firing Tibbs is almost like letting the team off the hook a little bit because the players themselves, they have some responsibility in this. I, I mean, there's no reason that these guys are playing the way they are. So – uh, go ahead and fire Tibbs all you want. Nobody's coming here and making it all that much better. Now, at some point, I do think the front office has to say to Tibbs, look, mm-hmm. it's over. 
let's get Toppin 20 minutes a night. Yeah. Let's get Cam Reddish 20 minutes a night. Let's figure out a way that we're getting – let's get McBride up here and let's see what he, he has. So there has to be some aspect of that. I agree with that because now it's about the future. It's not about the present. This is, this is empty. Wins are – at this point, they're almost empty wins, even if you win games, because making the, the play-in – is almost counterproductive. You need more talent. That has to be the number one goal. How do we get more talent? Yeah, and and that's why I'm concerned about Thibodeau, Gordon, because I'm not convinced that he's going to play the, the kids that no. you need to see. So we're going to draft these kids. We're going to draft them. What are they going to continue to sit on the bench? What yeah. I have to what I have to do, I have to uh, go to Westchester to watch you know Grimes play uh, not Grimes uh, McBride play. McBride. You know, Cam Reddish plays, and he's like, he he gets out. He's like, okay, I gotta I gotta earn some points. So now he's putting up shots that he really shouldn't be putting up. But he's like, I don't know when I'm gonna play again. <laughs> let me show what I let me at least try to do something while I'm out here. Yeah, it just seems like such a disconnect for the front office. I guess they thought that they were closer to being a good team. Yep, and that's why they went. I, you could not have had a more clear cut decision between the two what seemed like finalists for the job, between Kenny Atkinson and Tibbs. Mm -hmm. Kenny Atkinson was the long-term play, develop players, develop young kids, see what you have over the course of the next year or two, and Tibbs was come in right away and try to win. And last year, it worked. For all mm -hmm. the criticism and all the crushing we're doing of Tibbs, it worked last year. And I didn't hear anybody complaining about Tibbs last year. Now it's gone the way we, a lot of us thought it was going to go. And now you kind of have to figure out what's the best path forward. And continuing to do the same things over and over again, yeah, that's not going to work. But I, I, I don't think that I would fire Tibbs until the season is over and see where you stand after the season is over. Nick is in Queens. He's next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder. I just got home. Uh, I'm, I'm getting tired of walking out of the garden with my head down rocking my next gear and getting ridiculed all the way to the car because I'm rocking next gear and everybody else just says this suck on the way home. But my question is, everybody says their lack of talent, they suck. But can you tell me another team that's set for the lottery that is consistently up three quarters in a game and then all of a sudden gives it away? It just seems like they know how to play for three quarters and then I get you get tightened up, but everything just gets washed away. It, it's just it's, it's just sickening, and I mean, as far as the coach goes, I I think Thibodeau is a good coach. I don't think he should get fired. However, what's going on between the front office and, and the head coach? Do they ever sit down and talk to each other? Thibodeau is a certain type of coach that approaches defense a certain way. Yet the front office is loading them up with offensive players that you know he's not going to play. Do they ever sit down and talk? It, it, like in, in football, the GM and the coach always have to be aligned. If they're not aligned, they will fail. It's guaranteed. But it seems like in, in, they're, they're not thinking the same way over here. So I, I understand that everybody says there's a lack of talent, but how, how do we go up 20 points in the third quarter almost consistently and then lose it? And it's not just now. Even the first – when we started off, 5-1 and one, – we were up three quarters. We were able to hold on to leads, which allowed us to get five and one. But we were damn near blowing every single lead in the first six games of the year. So what is it in the fourth quarter that we just don't do? You don't have, Nick, and thanks for the phone call. You don't have 
a a point guard that will run the offense, knows how to slow things down, make sure the, that you get the, a good shot when teams defensive in pressure, defensive pressure increases, and you don't have a knockdown Batman that says, "Give me the ball, I got this." That's that's what's happening. That's what and, you need. And and I get look, we're all prisoners to the moment. Right now, it's blowing the third quarter leads and blowing the fourth quarter leads. But for the most part this season, the starting unit has been the issue. It would always be the bench would come in and kind of save the day, and then Derrick Rose got hurt, and the bench kind of went sideways from that point forward. But, I mean, go through it most nights. Look at the Knicks starting roster and look at the the other team's starting roster. There's very few nights that the Knicks have an advantage there in terms of the starting five. And when they do, they lose those games. Yeah. And, and how many games do you think the Knicks have the best player on the floor? Not many. Not many. Not many. They don't. So, no, it's, it's a lack of talent. But, see, but once again, Gord, you know what the Knicks fan will tell you? They had less talent last year. They had it's, less. Yeah. They had well, less. look, I, I would agree that the, the front office and the coach don't seem to be on the same Absolutely. page when you're trading a first-round pick for, for Cam Reddish. And the guy, base. I mean, the guy was playing for the Hawks last year in their yeah. playoff run. That's right. He should be able to get some Milwaukee. run here. Yeah, he should. You would think. You would think. And my point about the Knicks having the better, I think the Knicks actually had a better starting lineup than the Nets tonight. <laughs> so maybe that's not the best point for me to make. You Ignore know. that last point I made. I apologize. Yeah, you know. But 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 you know what? But you know why you said that? Because they never start out the game well in the first and third quarters. They don't. They don't have. They I, I, again. It's the easy thing to say. Hey, fire the coach. Fire the coach. And again, I will agree with you. If you lose sixteen to nineteen, and that continues for much longer, he's probably going to get fired. You'll probably get your wish. But believe you me, if it happens tomorrow, if it happens a week from now, a month from now after the season, you're not going to wake up the next day and all of a sudden the Knicks are winning games consistently. I don't care who you get. Unless he plays the bench and the bench gets better. You never know. Kids with opportunities, something to prove. Well, look, at some point you got to give the guys run and they got to develop players. And I would say that time... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is right now. No, that time was two weeks ago. Yeah, that time that time is is the present. No question about that. I have no problem with that. And the and the front office has to say to Tibbs, look, if you want to be here long term, play the kids. This yeah. is what we're doing now. And if you're if you are truly a good coach, you will adapt your system to the players you have. Mm-hmm. And coach them up. Coach them up. Coach them up. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.